This is the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson, from the Bay to L.A. and beyond. When I say beyond, I mean beyond, like past the stars, the sun, the cosmos, into another galaxy. Because we don't know where these vibrations and wavelengths are going. We have our broadcasts here on Earth, but there's satellites that are connecting to planets, Terry's uh, dimensions, light years away. This is all truth, people. I'm excited about um, the discoveries that science is proving in 2020 because it's something that the gurus and meditators have been saying for years. But, you know, science, they got to prove everything. You know, they get all their technology and tools and look at the numbers and statistics and all this stuff without just going on the man's word. Hey, I died and I came back and this is what you need to do or, uh, you know, find the Zen within and you might find yourself in another galaxy. Um, That's that's uh, that's just me. Anyway, today, today I want to, I want to, I want to, <laughs> all right, I, w- I want to talk about the likability because I was thinking about this uh, before I took my bike ride. Um, you know, if I, if I want to do the podcast before or afterwards and the reason behind that uh, talking about likability is because I want to capture the emotions uh, before um, any other any other words or persuasion could come into effect. I wanted to, you know, respond how I felt right then and there. But then, as I was as I was as I was creating it, you know, I I started to waver towards. No, I'm a like I'm a very likable person, and I don't know why she said likability is 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 bullshit. I was like, no, it's not bullshit. So I'm a, I want to go into a part two on this, um, and even for little girls to tell little girls that you know likability. Don't worry about being likable by someone. I don't know if I resonate with that. So I wish I had another guest on the show to. Uh, compare notes and but that's going to change very very soon um, I got a few folks lined up to do some guest interviews um, to talk about some of the things that I want to talk about or we want to talk about to regards of how we interact and in, or how we move forward in interacting with one another um, it's 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 simple solutions, people, and and people are making it way too complicated, and you know it's all fear, stress, and all that nonsense. I I t- like I said, I share with my home girl. <laughs> I share with my home girl. I eat stress for breakfast. That's that's how I feel about stress. I eat stress for breakfast, and, I, and that doesn't mean. So what that means? What does it mean, Mister Anderson? What that means is that I've I've had so much stress in my life over decades of time that, you know, bring it, bring it. There's nothing 
that I can't take on, that I can't resolve. And I and, and moving into this COVID, this whole lockdown, you know, folks, are, it was the folks around me, you know, that were, you know, tripping. And I'm like, no, nah, don't, you know, just get on with your life. What 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 I see this is, is that people need to get more into live fruits and vegetables <laughs> and and get back to a way of life of eating like you're supposed to be eating in this garden of eating. I mean, we're in the desert. OK, even in the desert, you can grow stuff. But California, come on, yo, there shouldn't be an empty yard front or back or even in apartments. There shouldn't be an empty place that that that's not growing fruits and vegetables year round. And folks are like, oh, well, it rains. It rains. Uh, it's, it's cold in the in the winter. Man, have, have you felt our cold? Have you felt California cold? That's not cold, yo. That's that's just like brr, that's it. And you get over that. But indoor growing is where it's at for anything and everything. Living witness attests to how that works. Um, have the knowledge, have the experience. I would love to share that stuff with some folks. Um, but yeah, likability. Let's get back on likability. Likability. You know, if 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 I didn't have likability, I would have no friends, and no one would like me. Now, I can say right now, no one likes me. But I know people like me. I like people. I've always, I, I love, I love people of all nationalities. I don't see the, I really don't see the, the color lines. And I can hear someone saying, you know, well, how is it so? I mean, how is it so? Well, I, I think it has to be something that's ingrained within your psyche as a child coming into the world. Um, depending on, you know, who are the people around you and how much are you exposed to people of, other colors and nationality. Well, with my growing up, I was exposed to all kind of nationalities, you know, uh, the Arabs, uh, Asian, Chinese, Japanese, uh, black, white, mixed from other countries, uh, from Jamaica, from Africa. I, I was meeting all kind in adults, children, the whole nine. And if you're exposed to that early on, you know, that's how your world becomes. So working with people, different nationalities becomes flawless. Working uh, um, relationships, flawless friends. When you have a party, you're like, hey, is this is this a rainbow coalition or, or is this a or is this a burner L.A. Uh, event? Well, if you if it's my event, it's a it's a culmination of all of that because <laughs> you it's a trip to actually throw an event. If you really want to know who you are and what what kind of people you attract, I mean, you probably can't do that now, but throw a party. <clears throat> I remember me and my homegirl before I moved to L.A. We um, we I, I said, let's let's throw a barbecue. We haven't done a we haven't done like a, a, a family or a, or a. Not a family, not a immediate family, but a, well, I haven't done one of those in a while either. But like, you know, a bunch of friends getting together in the park, just eating. 
And I said, look, I'll cook. And they were like, look, we'll cook too. We'll, I said, well, let me take care of all the meat on the grill stuff. And you guys handle all the, you know, all the salads and everything else. So that was it. Do you know that when we threw this, <laughs> when we put the word out and said, hey, everybody just bring something, but there's going to be plenty of food. Just bring something to drink or something to smoke. <laughs> you know what that means. Um, or, or, or something to edibly eat. Uh, over, over at least over 300, 400 people showed up throughout the entire day. It, we had so much fun. And um, it was people of all different nationalities, races. Uh, we're out there playing, you know, badminton and frisbee throwing. It was just so much fun. But it, what it, the fun part I got from that was just kind of stopping, observing while I'm, you know, grilling meat and, and chopping up with people with the brownies and all this stuff to stand back and look and see all the people that we have attracted on the same vibrational energy. Like there was no, there was no one that was there that wasn't there to have a great time. And that's because the people that were hosting it were great people and diverse folks. And that's, that's how I roll. So when it comes to likability, man, how can you go through your adult life and not being that? It's not satisfying it's not satisfying someone else. It's not, you know, complying to, you know, uh, uh, being a pleaser when in, in my, when I started thinking, I think when I was talking about it yesterday, I started thinking about, you know, I've, I may have avoided, I may have avoided a conversation with someone, you know, based on something they said, I don't know, I forget where I was going with that, but it's more like, I don't know, likability, how, how can you, how can you not be, I, I don't even know what that feels like, I, I, I couldn't even imagine either, not saying you gotta be a, a person pleaser, and I don't know how women have it, I hear these stories about, you know, they got to be a pleaser amongst a group of men when a bunch of men are in a room and all this stuff and you got to act a certain way. I, I don't believe any of that. And that's because I've been in board meetings. I've been in, I've, I've been in conferences. I go to webinars. You know, I used to go to these webinars and, and be with all these groups of people and, and folks look, man, your mind can twist you into thinking that nobody likes you and you're not likable and and everybody's picking on you and all this I guarantee it's probably it's a a third of that is very untrue Um, you just gotta you just gotta be you it doesn't mean you have to be mean doesn't mean you have to like everybody but some folks come with attitude 
and they come with, you know, nobody likes me and, and look at the color of my skin. I'm I'm a darker shade of black and you're that you're a cute shade of black. What the hell does that mean? I have no idea what that means. I've never understood the brown bag colored thing. That makes no sense to me. My black friends are actually all colors. My my family are all different. We're all different shades of black. And my white friends, they're all different shades of white. They're not, you know, all that color white. Some tan, some don't tan. Some are from Europe. Some are from, you know, United States. Some are from bum, bum, fuck, whatever you want to call their city. Uh, some are from Canada. Some are from, and, and everybody, you know, what does skin color have to do with anything? That's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. So if you're walking around not likable in your own skin and feel like, you know, no one else is going to like you because of your own skin, that's your problem. I guarantee you that is your problem. Now, there may be some people you can feel if someone doesn't like you. You can you can feel that right off the back. I walked into the room where folks would light up. And it's that one person that just, you know, don't look up or is like, man, look, if if 95 percent got my back, you think I care about that one percent? Not even closely, not even remotely close. So. Like the uh, quote I dropped the other day. Look, you. You got to be likable. You, you, you'll have a miserable life if you're not. I know some people who are living miserably uh, because they're, they're in their own mind. They got these hangups. And that's a, that's a mental health problem. I mean, people, some folks who feel like they're, who take that deep into their psyche, you know where they are? They're on the streets. They're on the streets like going crazy. <laughs> it's not everybody. And there's some folks that's indoors now going crazy. We've heard about it. There's, you know, since COVID, since the lockdown, since the quarantine, you think the violence has stopped? The violence hasn't stopped. There was a shooting in Richmond, like days after I arrived. Just the other day, I heard someone got shot in the head at a, you know, in their home or somewhere at about. So the violence is still there. Drugs are still there. The stuff is still there. But it's like, come on, man. Come on. Come on. That's what this is meant to in the grand awakening. I've been awake since 1970 something. You put a number on there. (laughs) And I, I guess that's why adults talk to me like they always have because they they. They understood that I understood them. So when you when you have that that common interest that someone is listening to you and they can actually articulate and express themselves and it just makes the conversations that easier, that much easier. It doesn't matter what age you are. So in saying that, when I talk to children, I don't talk to them like they're, yeah, oh, look, oh, so hard, look, oh, you're the... You know, because even as, as when I was a child, people were looking at, you know, saying stuff. Oh, you're so good, squeezing your cheeks. I mean, my my internal voice is going, lady, can you get your hands off my cheeks? 
And can you stop all the goo goo gaga talk? You know, it's not cute. It wasn't cute when I was ooh age, and it's not cute now. The ooh age is, you know, the ooh wah, That's when you're crying, you just cry. I, was, I wasn't a crier. My brother was a crier. Cried about everything. Can I go outside? No, sit down. Yeah. Always crying. Couldn't get his way. He would cry. Literally cry. Tears. Not <laughs> just. I would just look at him in disgust. Like, dude, get yourself together. <laughs> get yourself together, man. I mean, if you do good, you can go outside. See, I do good. You know, I'm not trying to please nobody. I just don't want to hear that lady's mouth. <laughs> I do good in the world because I know people are nuts. You know what I mean? I know people are nuts. I'm not nuts. I mean, there might be a crazy side or there might have been through some crazy stuff, but it hasn't drove me to the, to the edge. And trust me, I could have jumped a long time ago. Long time ago. But where would that where would that land me? So the question is, do you do you do you tell your children and teenagers and adults that they don't have to be likable to to navigate through society? I think it's to each his own experience. But the more you're exposed to you know, other people and personalities, you, you grow accustomed to, to being liked. I mean, you're either cool with folks or you're not. And I, I, I would like to think that I have a likable meter. That's pretty high. Um, when I'm on my bike, stop through parks and everywhere and I always always have a nice conversation with someone random people crossing the street great conversations random folks you know people see me on the bike how you doing good hey get up that hill brother Brother was with his uh, kid, and when I say brother, I'm, when I say brother, I, I, I'm really responding to us as human beings, and he ain't, he wasn't black, so he's an older white dude, and he's he's got his kid out there on the bike, and he sees me struggling up the hill. He's like, faster, faster! He started laughing. I couldn't I couldn't help but to laugh because that hill was a beast, and even before I hit that hill, I'm sitting there going. Oh, God, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. So I got struggle on my face, you know, even though I'm wearing my mask. And uh, <laughs> he said, faster, faster, because he knew. He he knew. He could feel my energy that, you know, I'm going to do it. And I started laughing. I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing but laugh. And uh, then I got off the bike. I gave him a, a you know, a high five, you know, uh, in the air, you know, way. And we all just started laughing. And then... Um, when I was leaving my boy's house, uh, you know, I saw him again out there and I threw a, threw my hand up and waved. He's like, drive safe, drive safe, ride safe. And this kid was waving to me. And I, I said, you know, that's the beauty about how when I while I was growing up in Oakland in the Bay Area, you know, I didn't stay in my neighborhood. You know, I, I really didn't. I, I explored, 
you know, I would get on the bus and get lost. I would get on the BART and just get lost because you can always get back on the BART, right? And you have to sit next to people. I would always have conversations, some, some of the greatest conversations on the BART. I remember this one time I was uh, heading to Walnut Creek and um, yeah, because I was working, I was working for the state, working in Walnut Creek and I had this book, uh, I believe the book, yeah, by Ayana Vasant, uh, Spirit of a Man. And my girlfriend at the time bought the book for me. And I was just, I was like, let me, let me get through this book. This is actually a really, really good book. And I look up by this time, I've had the book maybe two years, maybe two years. And as I decided to start reading it and it's pretty powerful, pretty powerful stuff in it. But I'm, I'm randomly looking out the window, window as, as we're, you know, going, I think we're passing through, yeah, passing through one of the cities on the BART. And I look over and I see his brother, you know, older brother, and he's reading the book. <laughs> and I was like, holy. So I said, I said, how is it, man? He said, oh, I said, it's a breath of fresh air, right? He said, yeah, he said, it really is. He said, I'm not really into reading. He said, but my wife got it for me. And he said, I, I, he said, I'm not going to lie. I wish I had known this stuff when I was your age. You know, he said, but no time like the present. I remember that conversation like it was yesterday because I was, I was like, what was the odds? And I bring up, bring that up to say likability. That's likability. You know, folks, folks are not going to talk to you if they don't like you. Actually, they will. They might be talking to you for all the wrong reasons, but there's nothing wrong with it. I met, uh, I met a new friend by the same name, Patrick. If you didn't know if that was my name or not, it is. Um, met another Patrick in, uh, by the lake. Uh, had a really awesome, great conversation about history, uh, history of the uh, Oakland and uh, mental awareness and mental health conditions that are arising uh, even more now. But we, we had a really awesome conversation. I think he's he'll be listening to the podcast today. What's up, B? What's up? Uh, really awesome cat. And, and, you know, I've never met anyone by the same name that I did not like, you know, always cool, always cool. Uh, true story real quick. And I'm going to get off this podcast cause I got stuff to do. Um, I met a guy when, while I was working for the state, uh, I would receive his emails from time to time. Cause people get it confused. His he's Anderson. I'm Anderson. I have an different initial he has a different initial but people would do it so you know I I would get some and I would forward it to him and he'd get some he forward to me and that's how we started that relationship I think he was um a claims adjuster uh you know with um state workers comp that's where we were working and so when I transferred to I, I think we talked a couple of times too on the phone uh, and we, we thought it was just so hilarious. You know, we, I'd never met another Patrick Anderson. So when I shared with him that I was in L.A., 
uh, I think the Glen, yeah, the Glendale office. He's like, oh snap, I'm, I'll be there like next week. We should connect for breakfast. Sure enough, we connected for breakfast and had an awesome conversation, you know, about the state and and our names. And he had a book for me uh, called High in America. And guess who the author was? A guy named Patrick Anderson. He worked, he was like a lawyer or he was around doing normal, N-O-R-M-L. And that was like the organization that was behind um, legalizing cannabis in the 60s. So he... (laughs) The book, it was the book by the same author, and he, he hooked it up. I, where, I, that book, I remember that book. That book's in my library. I burned through it, like, overnight. thought it was dope. And this was before I thought it was dope. I, this was before, you know, the cannabis uh, approval, years before the cannabis approval. But it was ironic that I, you know, Anderson. Anyway, that was a great, great story. But... Likeability, you know, I could have easily received those emails and be like, "Hey, this isn't me. Can you stop sending me these emails?" And he could have been the same way. But we were like, "Ah, whatever, no big deal. Let me forward this to him." Hey, hey, Pat, hope you're good. La la. Here's another email. Uh, Have a good day, man. Done. Just like that. How hard is that for people to do? Why is it so hard? Why is it so challenging for people to be nice versus? everything else like it's too easy to be angry it's too easy to be fearful it it, it would always trip me out that an actor or actress doesn't receive accolades in particular african-americans until they exert some kind of anger angry emotions on the big screen it's like, oh my God, that was so great. Did you see the tears? I can feel it. I'm sitting there going, yeah, but I mean, how hard is it to to um, to get real angry when you don't have to be? I mean, the fact that you can be an actor and you you play a character that is on fire. I mean, that's a lot of emotion. You got to draw that emotion from somewhere. And then when they say cut, you got to cut and go into your regular person. Nah, nah, man. Nah, that's that's the thing. That's I think it's impossible. I think that when you when you become that character and you'd so into that character like Denzel, he goes deep. Chadwick Bowman, he went deep into character characterization. I have to believe that there's some psychosis within this that 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 actor takes on those emotions. So I mean, it can be a trippy thing. So to have balance in your life is that's something else. But how how easy is it to play an angry role? And it seems like a lot of folks are really good at that. I'm like, that's not a challenge. Whatever, man. Crying, crying on screen. That's not a challenge, man. You, if you think about an emotion, something that uh, happened to you that was really traumatic, you'll get some tears. Trust me. The waver in your throat will come. Ooh, you know, I was, I was, and then I was walking and yeah, yeah. Tears will come. But what about the emotion of good? I mean, how, how, 
how transparent can you be in just transferring a smile to a person and 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 resonating that energy and, and saying hi you know how hard is it to make eye contact with someone now you don't even have to talk you got a mask so you can just make eye contact and throw your hands up I walk across I, I come across people on my bike all the time and now I just wave they don't know me and whatever I wave I just wave and some people wave and some people look at me like what the hell is he waving at who, who is this guy I don't care I'm that guy Welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you guys with a um, with a quote that I woke up to. Yeah, here it is. Actually, I'm gonna give you two quotes from a very old book, and I'll tell you what that book is after I share the quote. No man is ever whipped. Until he quits in his own mind. <laughs> that's that's deep. That's deep. That's deeper than the oceans of Atlantis. That's right. You know I'm silly, people. I am silly. What's the other quote? Tell the world what you intend to do, but first show it. I need to say that again. Tell the world what you intend to do, but first show it. We talk a lot about our plans freely and wonder why someone has gotten to jump on us. Shut that mouth. Shut that mouth. If you're not talking to your core group, you, 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 the group that you really trust that has your back, shut it up. And finally, a quitter never quits, and a winner, and a winner never quits. A quitter never wins. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> a quitter never wins, and a winner never quits. Don't be correcting me. I know someone's correcting me right now. Oh, he's got the quote wrong. <sighs> Whatever. Your achievement can be no greater than your plans are sound. On that note, I got plans. I got to get back. To my art classes online, uh, get back to uh, rebuilding the website for the Intelligent Human Voice podcast. I've been working on this now for a couple of years, but I I wanted to. The plan was to you know test drive it for a while before I tied it into an actual website. So now that I have enough content, I can um, launch it. So the plan is to get uh get it launched this weekend and start taking you guys on some visual trips with me on the road kind of looking at oakland the bay area uh there's some things that are just not resonating with me i i think the i didn't know how bad the homeless or shelter and tent city situation was but from where i'm standing and from what i can see you know there's way too much land there's way too much free land in california where people should be living in tents on the street like seriously and for the folks who are thinking about coming to california hey don't come to california without a plan do not come to california without a plan you need a plan and and after you get a plan you get a plan of that plan and and be likable 
no one's going to work, want to work with you if you're not likable. That's the bottom line. Every job I've ever gotten, hey, as soon as I walked in the door and shook a hand, I got that job based on someone seeing my smile and feeling my energy and liking me. Now, if I came in with a chip on my shoulder and, you know, or, you know, like, oh, this person ain't going to get the job, ain't going to give me a job because I'm a black man. Don't want to give a black man a job. I never had that mentality. Never. Every job I have interviewed for, I got the job. And I went in, I went into the interview saying, I already got the job. That's what I said to myself. I said, oh, you already got the job. You Do you want the job? It's, it's actually up to you. Do you want the job? So I would go into interviews with questions. And, and in an interview, I've interviewed uh, people for positions, you know, so but in, in an interview and this is going to be another podcast because I, I think there's some folks out there struggling when it comes to um, articulating who they are digitally on a platform like LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever or, or Indeed. That's what I'm saying. Indeed, like job posts. So um, I forgot my point, but I think I made enough points and I'm going to get off this phone. Yes, I am on the phone. I am on this phone because you can do podcasts on your phone. I've been doing it for a year and six months now. Uh, and you probably didn't know that. And you probably can't tell the difference, but I encourage you to have your own podcast and free your voice uh, through the Anchor FM platform. You can monetize your platform. I mean, you can monetize your podcast. Every time someone listens, you can get a click and those clicks add up to something and you get a check deposit in your bank, you know, based on listeners. So I'm amped up about that, um, that feature. And, you know, it's time to monetize. And because there's some things that I want to do for the world uh, that ties into my purpose here on Earth. You know, I didn't I didn't survive three near death experiences to to be sitting around twiddling my thumbs. And that's not what I, I <laughs> twiddling your thumbs, sitting around twiddling your thumbs. I, I don't know who does that. It's like a, a art or something. I, I have no idea what that what that feels like, because I've always been the kind of person that that is you know super active in, in what I want to do in the world and what impression I want to make on the planet. Um, For here and forever and throughout the cosmos right because we're talking to the cosmos anyway good people it's if it's your first time listening or your last i am blessed to have to have grabbed your attention enough to listen uh to the podcast like i said there are there's so much that i'm putting together to uh, that ties into the podcast network, the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. And I'm encouraging a lot of folks to start their own podcast so we can exchange and be on each other's podcasts. That's how it works. That's that's how it works. You know, you got a great idea. I got a great idea. And we get some sponsors in there. And, you know, that's free advertising. No brainer, right? No brainer. 
the affirmation for the day. I trust the divine spirit within me and I am open to all amazing opportunities surrounding me right now. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, because yesterday is gone, but right now. All right. Peace.